1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Hello, once again, Chris Malone from the ninety eight point five KTK Morning Show. Here we go with your recap for Monday, January thirtieth, twenty twenty three. Uh, what do we talk about? Well, a lot of things. Talked a bit about cleaning mirrors and windows uh, because it sounds pretty easy on paper. I mean, literally, you you spritz your cleaner on the on the mirror or the window. And you uh, wipe it clean. And so you hear that, you know, squeaky clean type thing. Well, here's the issue with that. Even after you do some of the cleaning, you find that there are still streaks or there are some hazing or something that just doesn't look like it's clean at all. Well, come to find out, it's not so much the cleaning product we're using, it's the technique that we are. Because until I read this, I had no idea that you need to dust your mirrors and your windows before you clean them. I just thought... Dusting and cleaning were the same thing, but no, and it makes total sense with this because um, uh, if you are using that dust that's on the the, the mirror or the windows, um, you're wetting it, which is making it a little bit more difficult to get off, and you're smearing it around. So even if you got it, you think you have it all off, you don't really. So dusting key before you start cleaning. On to the cleaning portion. Microfiber cloth is what you need to use. I know it sounds like it's a really simple thing. Super clean paper towels are there, and you have lots of them, and you use them, and they're done. The problem with paper towels, as you know, is that they are prone to lint. Even the ones that say they don't lint, they do. And, of course, that lint is going to kind of feed this uh, uh, continuous loop of you having your your, your windows and and mirrors covered in uh, dust thanks to the lint. Of the paper towels. So use your microfiber cloths in, in cleaning because they're designed to take everything up. One of the biggest mistakes you can make with a microfiber though is washing it with fabric softener. Uh, just mainly because the fabric softener is designed to stay in the clothing that it is used in. I mean, it, it prevents static cleaning and it makes things softer. So if you're trying to have a clean window clear of any sort of residue, well, the fabric softener is going to be on there, so the microfiber doesn't really work that well. And then finally, resist the urge to spray your mirror or your window directly. And here's what happens. We get a little spray happy, and we're using more cleaner than we need to. Perhaps I, I, there's many times that I use the foam-up um, uh, glass cleaner. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes I just spray into the whole entire window is completely foamed up. That's way too much cleaner. And what's going to happen is that if you use way too much cleaner, you're going to actually cause it to become dirty and because of all the dripping. uh, You run the risk of having some streaking there as well. So spray the cloth instead and then wipe the window after you've done the dusting. All right. Florida's favorite fast food. This was interesting. We, you and I spend about $1,200 a year on fast food. About 10% of an average family's income is spent on fast food. That's a lot of cheeseburgers and chicken nuggets. So where is everyone going to enjoy and spend their fast food dollars? Um, sports betting network uh, Betsperk, which I'm sure is going to be quite busy uh, with the Super Bowl coming up next weekend, uh, they decided to find out. They actually used data collected in one of the biggest fast food studies ever conducted, And uh, they broke down the number of fast food places in particular states per 10,000 people. And it was kind of interesting. In Florida, they found that three fast food restaurants are around for every 10,000 residents, which actually is the ninth lowest in the country, which is pretty good. You would tend to think that would be fine there as well. But in Florida, when it comes to our collective favorite fast food order, um, it has nothing to do with cheeseburgers or chicken nuggets because the number one fast food restaurant in Florida – By sales, Starbucks. Mm Mm-hmm. The coffee chain is loved by so many Americans that it's considered to America's favorite fast food based on per 10,000 people in the area. And for this particular study, and I would agree with it, they they consider um, uh, uh, Starbucks as a fast food restaurant because they abide by the fast food wage laws. And if you really think about it, besides the uh, emphasis on coffee, Starbucks pretty much now is fast food. You can get sandwiches, you can get uh, boxes of food, uh, you name it. So, and anyways, number two on the list, according to the USA, um, uh, underneath Starbucks is McDonald's. Followed number three by Chick-fil-A, which is kind of impressive when Chick-fil-A is, for the most part, a regional brand. And we're talking about entirely across the U.S. Um, But McDonald's still king uh, to much of the Midwest in the Ohio Valley. chick fil A's cock of the walk. In the South. Well, except here in Florida, where I can only assume that a clown and a rooster are deathly afraid of Florida Man. <laughs> Who doesn't uh, fear Florida Man, especially when a hurricane comes? We talked about love as uh, we're getting closer to Valentine's Day. And I love, uh, sorry, I like talking about our pets. Um, because you really think about it, even if you had a really, really bad day. You go home, your pet is so happy to see you. And they really love when you come home as well. And they have ways of expressing it, even though they don't really have words that we can somewhat understand. Um, those puppy dog eyes that your dog gives you, your full-grown dog, is a pure love message for them. It's because, like their human owner or the, uh, the the humans that they own, dogs use face and body language to communicate. Long, intense eye contact from your dog is a way of showing that they trust you and that it goes for that uh, affection. Same thing with cats, in a sense, with their eyes. It's not giving you kitty cat eyes. It's how slow they blink. If you've ever noticed a cat, it always looks like to me like they're just they're irritated at you. Like, I'm just closing my eyes. Oh, you're here as I open them back up. But believe it or not, that's actually a sign that they're very calm and um, uh, actually uh, very much full of trust and love for you. Because they don't feel they need to be up on their complete guard, so they can relax a little bit and even slow down their links, or their their blinks, in order to show you that guinea pigs is kind of are interesting. Um, my uh, my nephew actually has one, and when we were, were uh, up north for Christmas, um, he had one, and we were kind of playing with it, and I forgot that they make sounds, a lot of sounds. They make squeaks and squeals, and even uh, purr like noises to show their affection. There are even guinea pig owners that say certain that they have a certain cadence or even. We want to call it a song um, just for them as they are greeted for the, after a while not seeing them. And dogs don't have the market on wagging their butts when they're happy. Birds do kind of the same thing as a great way to communicate without sound is to show. Birds will um, shake their tail feather, lack of a better term. They'll open up and wide and kind of shake it around when they're happy to see you as well.
0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/recommend today.
2: All right, there are a lot of apps on the market, web extensions, websites—you uh, name it—that uh, will offer to save you money when you purchase airline tickets. And when you consider the price of airline tickets it keeps going up and up and up, of course, we're looking for ways to save money. Um, some even offer to, to give you a refund of the difference of your flight if the price drops. Sounds great on paper, but here's why I don't like these sites. And it's nothing personal against them. It's that it's a third party. And this could only be an issue if there's a problem with your flight. Let's say your flight is canceled or it's delayed uh, and you bought through a third party service. The airlines aren't going to work with you because you bought the tickets not from them directly. You bought them from a third party. So you'll need to contact the person you bought the tickets from to see about rescheduling. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing depending on how you go. But from my experiences, I find it generally better. And uh, the, the terms are better when you buy directly from the airlines. Usually, uh, if you have to change your flight, even though it's a "quote unquote" non-refundable ticket, they'll work with you and they'll give you a credit towards, a, you know, your your new ticket or whatever. But something even better than that is cash back. But you know, the airlines are never going to give you cash back because <laughs> these are the people that charge you um, for the bag that. <laughs> they wouldn't charge you if you bought a bigger ticket, uh, a more expensive ticket. Uh, let's talk about Google Flights because this was a pretty cool service that Google offered. Uh, and they um, actually are in the process of reintroducing it because uh, it launched in 2019. Of course, the pandemic came around and, and that kind of was put on, on the shelf. But now that it's back, if you actually book on Google, which means that you are logged into Chrome, you're logged into your Gmail account and you have your Google Pay standing by, you actually are buying through Google, but still buying from the airlines. So if you buy a ticket to New York, and you want to buy it in the summertime, and any time between now and your departure date, if that ticket price goes down, Google Flight will refund the money right to your Google Pay account. It's the best of both worlds. You're buying directly from the airlines, which means when you can hook up your Google Pay to uh, like an airline credit card that may give you double or triple points if you uh, you know buy things on their on their flights with with with, with the credit card. Um, it, it's just a nice way for you to get the best of both worlds, and uh, it's very simple because all Google wants you to do is to go through them. Obviously, in, in my own two cents on this, is that you know Google's into the the tracking what you do business. So, of course, they're going to want you to kind of linger a little bit longer. If they have to give it a little bit of money, hey, go for it. Hey, uh, it's not no skin off my nose that I buy an airline ticket, and then, you know, two days after my flight is, is over that you tell me I can buy tickets through Google <laughs> or whatever. Uh, so, anyways, the toilet cleaning hack you really should avoid. This is uh, one of those uh, TikTok that's been going around, but it talks about, uh, I'm sure you've seen the video or heard about it, is somebody uh, grabs a bottle of Fabuloso cleaner, stabs a couple holes in it, and then puts it inside the toilet tank. And the idea behind this is that it will clean your toilet every time you flush with powerful, fabuloso, um, not necessarily true. And actually it could end up costing you more money, costing you more time, and even perhaps making you sick because your toilet is filthy. Here's what's going on. Sticking anything sizable inside your tank of your toilet is going to displace water. That water is not going to be there when you flush the toilet. So what's going to happen is that you're not going to have enough pressure to get what you need to down the toilet bowl. So you'll have to do one or two things. One, you're going to have to reflush, which of course, you know, the utility companies are happy for you doing that. Or you have to grab a plunger, which is messy. And that usually means you're going to have to stop and clean. Two things you're trying to avoid, right? So that's number one on the list. But probably a, a slower issue is going to be these these cleaners. You're using them in a way that's not designed for them. Fabuloso should be diluted, first off. Secondly... Um, if there's anything left into the bottle, what's going to happen over time is those powerful cleaning agents aren't going to be there to clean. They're going to be just there. And it can actually weaken or damage those, um, those parts in your toilet, little gaskets, little uh, plastic pieces that hold the, the flopper together. Um, all that can actually go away. And, of course, um, that could be to a super big expense later on in life. And then finally, we talked about uh, having your kid become a toy tester, because there's always the the issue with buying toys for kids. Um, if, if you take them with you, of course, they're going to want everything under the green earth. Um, and, and they're going to want that because they have no concept of money. Oh, well, you just just buy it. No big deal. Um, so here's a way for you to not only get the coolest toys for your kids, um. But actually get paid for it, and that's for them becoming a toy tester. Like any good company that has research and development, toy companies spend a lot of resources in making sure that the toys that, when they launch into the market, are going to be attractive enough for the kids to want, uh, affordable enough for you parents uh, to buy, and that it will kind of have a nice long longevity that will make sure they don't have to do this process again. So in essence, what the, uh, the the toy companies want is real feedback from their customers, their kids, and these toys. So a lot of times what you can do is um, follow them on their social media pages. I know for a fact, Megablocks and Discover Toy and Fisher Price, they all will solicit for toy testers on their social media platforms. You can also sign up on the toy company's newsletters. A lot of them will do this. Mattel's Imagination Center will do this. They'll actually um, uh, put the the word out that they're looking for people on their newsletters. So there's those a couple ways for you to start. And then probably the easiest one is just to send an email. It's like, hey, I have an eight-year-old daughter. She loves whatever. And I think she would be valuable if you are looking to um, launch any sort of new products. And see where it goes. The worst I can say is no. So there's the uh, show for today, Monday, January 30th, 2023. I'm Chris Malone. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, your comments and feedback, always appreciated. C-M-A-L-O-N-E at odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. This episode is brought to you by Progressive
0: Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,